Hello, everyone. It's time for Revenge of Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanz. This is episode 230, season 10. Today's date is June 24th, 2023, and welcome to the show. On today's program, uh, this is an anniversary show uh, that features three topics. Uh, first, uh, for the 75th anniversaries, one is the TV Forecast Magazine. Uh, it's like a t- pre-TV guide uh, that was published in Chicago. I think it was published elsewhere, but I think it was mostly in Chicago. I'll talk a little bit about that. Also, it's the 75th anniversary of The Ed Sullivan Show. I'll talk about my memories of that show. And the third is the 65th anniversary of The Last Streetcar that ran in Chicago. And uh, I'm going to clear up a couple things about that. <laughs> you know, the, I'll get to that soon. But first, uh, the program will go into a commercial break. This program is brought to you by Aquafilter. <laughs> uh, I think you remember this from the 70s and 80s where you stick it at the end of your cigarette trying to quit. So here's a commercial from 1974. And uh, when I come back, I'll discuss a little bit about that product okay so sit back and relax and i will return thank you everyone you're watching a man who wants to quit smoking every time he lights up a cigarette and he should quit if you're one of these people who find it difficult to quit smoking until you can quit use the disposable aqua filter moisturized aqua filter reduces an average of 75 percent of the tars and nicotine reduces heat and cools the smoke regardless of brand until you do quit at least use aqua filter Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the uh, commercial for Aquafilter. Uh, let me give you a brief history about this. Uh, I, there's not much his, well, there's not much information about it. I remember watching the commercials on TV during the 70s and 80s where, uh, you know, smoking is bad for you and they try to find ways to uh, help you quit. And this is one of the uh, methods of doing that and this product does is reduce the tar and nicotine you attach it to your uh, cigarette at the end and when you light it I think when you light the cigarettes and then you uh, try to inhale 
you know, that reduces the tar, you know, like it reduces the tar and nicotine, just like I said. And it came in uh, a pack of 12. I used to see these all the time in the drugstores in Chicago, Walgreens, Osco, Super X Drugs, uh, Little Bucky, <laughs> any like that. Uh, it's still around. I haven't seen it lately, you know, when I go, when I go shopping. Uh, but you can order it on Amazon. Uh, I don't know if it still works or helps you quit. Maybe. I don't know. Today we have Nicorette gum. We have the patch. Uh, I think they're a little more effective, in my opinion. You know, it's helped other people. But uh, so, you know, and also there's cold turkey. It helps a lot. That's tough. You know, it's hard to quit. Because it's a filthy habit. And uh, I've seen people, they have quit. Uh, I, people have smoked. I, I tried smoking when I was younger, you know, and it stopped. And uh, so, you know, the, my, my advice is uh, don't start it. <laughs> no, don't do that. So, no, no. Okay. All right. At the beginning of the program, I said I was going to talk. I said I was going to do an anniversary show, and it's about the TV forecast magazine that was published in Chicago. Also, the it's the 75th anniversary. I think I said that, and uh, also for the Ed Sullivan show and the 65th anniversary of the last streetcar that ran in Chicago. Um. Before I get started, I want to mention one thing. Um, I've been uh, restarting my exercise program. Um, I mean, I'm walking again, so that's great. Uh, not every day, practically every day. Uh, yesterday I did. I did about 70 laps. I usually do 60 laps around the driveway walking. And, uh, you know, I'm very comfortable with that. I could go around the block to a park or to a gym or to the mall. Someone asked me that. I think I talked about this before, but I'm comfortable at home because you never know I have to go to the bathroom because I'm a uh, medical condition, you know. But the weather's been cooperating. It's very nice. Last night, I, it's warm during the day, but when the sun sets, the sun sets, it's nice, you know. But today it's going to be 91, so maybe I'll do it tonight when the sun sets. I'll, I'll see, you know. But I was uh, dog tired. <laughs> But I'm beating this fatigue. I've been suffering for months, you know, after taking the standing med medication. It makes me tired. And uh, it's uh, working. So I sleep very well most of the time. I sleep okay. So that's good. And uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I'll go to the urologist uh, oh, next month. We'll see about that. I got a feeling I'm going to take this medication forever. Uh, to tell you that I hope not, but I believe I will. Okay, so let's get started. All right, so right now I'm going to talk about the um, this. Uh, it's like a TV guide. It's called the Chicago TV Forecast. Uh, I think I talked about this before on a previous uh, on a previous podcast episode, and uh, this was published in Chicago. Uh, first issue was May 9th, 1948, right? And there were only two, and this only published uh, two TV stations at the time. I think there were only two in the, uh, on the air at 
first. One was uh, WBKB, that's channel four at CBS. That is channel two, became channel two, WBBM TV in like 1953 or something like that. It's a long story about that. And that, that, and the other one was WGN, and uh, they they had their seventy. So WGN had their seventy fifth anniversary in April, and you see the commercials on TV. You know, they, and people from the station talk about their uh, memories of that place. And they had a they had a TV special about the WGN um, a couple of months ago. It was pretty good. They started the. Uh, where how it got started and uh, how they moved from the Tribune Tower to uh, where it is now, and uh, of course I've been there, so uh, it reminds me of like an old school <laughs> to me <laughs> when I was little, like that. So anyway, the uh, first it was called the Television Forecast. And later it was named uh, TV Forecast. So this is uh, based on an episode, not not an episode, a uh, website called episodes.com. And uh, sometimes uh, the printing inside was black and white, but sometimes the uh, covers were in color. And the first issue showed the Chicago Cubs, where they started airing... uh, on television, you know, WGN, which is kind of cool. That issue is kind of rare. You know, if you're a collector of these, you know, that's that's great. Like that. And uh, according to the website, it said there was about uh, two TV stations and about hmm, over 18,000 TV sets at the time. You know, Chicago was a big city. And also the the entire United States, uh, there were like three hundred thousand sets, TV sets. You know, you can imagine, not everyone had a television. You know, you either go to uh, your neighbor's house or you go to a TV station that had them on display in the like in the front of the stores. Uh, that reminds me of the Zenith uh, Salon. You know, that was located. Uh, Michigan Avenue downtown. You know, that was kind of cool. So it was started by a man. His name was Miss Les Biahon. Spell his name. B-I-A-H-O-N. And three of his friends from WW2. And each chipped in about $250 and started the, publishing the magazine in the in a basement classroom of Abbott Hall on Northwestern University. <laughs> that must have been that must have been fun. Well, you got to start somewhere, and and they uh, they didn't have any money, you know, and so they they bounded the first issue with staplers that they borrowed from their professors. <laughs> they should do a movie about this. This be, sounds interesting, and. Uh, so they obtain, uh, like from um, dealers, like TV dealers, like salesmen with a mailing address to everyone who has in Chicago who bought a TV set. And uh, for a few months, uh, it was free. And then that lasted until August 8th. And then they, start, they charged uh, $3 per 
year. Uh, if you are a member, they charge two dollars, and uh, the the price is uh, it was sold for fifteen cents. So, um, so the first issue was was distributed, and they had about sixteen thousand issues. That's pretty. That's a long time. And then, uh, as more TV, as more, I'm sorry, more people when they bought TVs, as it got popular. All the copies uh, were thrown out, and then the, then they published the next uh, issue available. So, and uh, so it became, you know, very convenient. I, I I know you buy the newspaper, you buy the Chicago Sun Times or the Chicago Tribune that would list the TV listings. Yeah, they would do that, of course. And by 1952, the circulation was about 200,000. So that's pretty good. And at a time, uh, more TV stations added, like WNBQ, Channel 5, which is later on became WMAQ, and then WENR, which is Channel 7. That became WLS. And uh, on WGN, they carried most of the programs on du the Dumont Network, which was uh, the fourth network, like Fox. You know? <laughs> so... Um, and uh, a man named Walter Annenberg bought the magazine in 1953 and uh, there were its editions in Minneapolis uh, the Quad Cities Ohio and along and also TV guide the TV guide was a local the TV guide was in New York and that uh, that published in on the East Coast and also there was one in Philadelphia and uh, so the last issue of that, was in April 1953. And uh, so there was about uh, 256 issues of Television Forecast magazine. I did um, a video on YouTube and I put all the covers on it and it took a, it took a while for me to put it together. You can find it. If you go to my YouTube channel under Monet Picostanis, you can find all the covers. Uh, they st they are still sold on eBay. You do find them. Uh, like I said before, the first one is kind of rare and probably costs a lot of money, like that. But uh, it's kind of cool. These are nice, and they showed uh, on the covers. They showed all these uh, TV stars from the past. You know, local even local celebrities like uh, like for example, Irv Cupsent or Kukla Franinali. Um, they had one with Tuton Baker, Howdy Doody, uh, Super Circus with Mary Hartline, also national, national celebrities like Lucille Ball, Gene Autry, uh, Oz Inherit, I believe, and uh, Frank Sinatra, Jerry Lu uh, Martin and Lewis, all these people, and it's wonderful. So that was fun. Uh, when I compiled the video, that was a lot of fun doing that. I really, I really enjoyed it. Like that. So if you want to watch the video, help yourself. You know, because I did that video about a few years ago. I forgot. It seems forever. <laughs> it was like that. Of course, uh, uh, television for uh, television forecast later became later became TV forecast turned into TV guide. It be, and uh, I bought the first TV guide. In December 2020, as a Christmas gift to myself, 
found it and I got it. That was the only, that was the one issue I was missing. I collect them, not not all of them. I don't collect all of them, but uh, but I wanted the first issue and that featured uh, Desi Arnaz Jr. when he was born and there was Lu Lucille Ball in the corner, right? <laughs> you can see that. But it was a Chicago edition, so I'm very pleased about that. Okay. So enough of that. <laughs> right now, I'm going to talk about Ed Sullivan. Uh, I'm going to talk about his show and, of course, him. Um, this was a, a staple on Sunday nights. A lot of people from the late 40s to the early 1970s watched this show. And uh, they were just, uh, they loved it. They really did. And uh, I'll give you a little history of that. And it ran from Sunday night from 7 to 8 Central Time. And uh, first it was not called The Ed Sullivan Show. It was called The Toast of the Town. And that title was from 1948 to 1955. And then they changed it to The Ed Sullivan Show. And of course, Ed Sullivan was the host. And I think he was there practically every Sunday. Uh, I don't know if he missed. Uh, he probably did. I read somewhere he was in a hospital sometime. But uh, but he did host every show. And he introduced acts. Singers, comedians, circus acts, you know, dog acts, anything. Entertain opera singers, you know, all kinds of uh, uh, you know, ballet, um, even, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a variety show. And then, uh, also he, he uh, it's up and pre uh, presented ex vaudevillians on the show, you know, from the old days, like in the twenties, he did that. And, uh, the first show, uh, first aired on June 20th, 1948. And it was, uh, D Martin, Jerry Lewis, also with a singer named Monica Lewis. Uh, she's famous for the Chiquita Banana song <laughs> and also composes Richard Rogers and Oscar Ham Hammerstein II. So, you know, uh, Rogers and Hammerstein. And they previewed the score of their new show, South Pacific, which is a big hit at Broadway. And uh, the sponsor was the Lincoln Mercury Division. It was the Ford Company. You know, he did that. And that was uh, before... Um, first it was originally performed live and then, uh, at a studio in New York, and then they moved it to, uh, to the Ed Sullivan's, um, theater, which is now, remember what David Letterman did his show there. Uh, I heard when David Letterman, uh, when he did hosted his show from NBC to CBS and then he, he then he went, yeah, he went to uh, to the Ed Sullivan Theater. He always, uh, the theater was cold all the time. He liked it, he preferred it that way. So if you had tickets and went to see him, you bring a jacket <laughs> like that. Okay, and um, of course his fa uh, his famous character, uh, recurring characters was of course Topo Gigio. He was a little Italian mouse, and he was with uh, ventriloquist Senior Wences. He was a cute little mouse. He was introduced in December 9th, 1962. He's the guy who had a hand go upside out, you know, like that. <laughs> we talk like that. I remember, I remember watching that. Uh, one of the famous shows 
that Ed Sullivan did was the Beatles. I think it was February 9th, 1964. They were brought here in America and they performed, I think they performed two shows and the, the audience went nuts, you know, especially the girls, you know, you couldn't really hear them perform because they're screaming like that. Uh, I I didn't see it originally because I was an infant. My mom watched it and she didn't understand what the heck was going on. <laughs> so, she told me a funny story. One time she went to um, went to the grocery store where we lived in South Shore, and there was a record store or like a dime store. And they, once they played a Beatles song on a phonograph on a record player, the, the girls went crazy. <laughs> oh, she didn't understand what was going on. Someone had to explain to her. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so the Beatles uh, performed, it got huge ratings, and that's what people most remember by that, the Beatles performing, you know, and uh, also they were the Muppets that performed there uh, before they went into Sesame Street and like that. Of course, there was controversy, <coughs> excuse me. Also, you know, comedians, you know, they uh, or the Doors. You know, like that. And also, the I have a DVD at home. It's the best of Ed Sullivan, and it has all the original, uh, has all the uh, most of the uh, popular performers at the time in the six, you know, fifties and sixties, like Elvis Presley, Diana Ross and the Supremes, The Doors, The Rolling Stones. I don't know if the Who performed, maybe all that or tom jones you know uh patula clark all that it's it's kind of cool seeing all that so that, that's great some of it's in black and white some of it's in color you know uh the color show started in 1965 all the way to the end okay right now i'm gonna play the introduction of the ed sullivan show when i come back i'll talk about the ending of this show how it ended okay so sit back and relax and enjoy thank you everyone It's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the introduction of the Ed Sullivan Show. Um, the show ended on March 28, 1971. Uh, I talk a little bit about Ed Sullivan, the host. 
Uh, he was a uh, syndicated uh, columnist, uh, first for sports, entertainment. He worked for the New York Daily News and uh, also the Chicago Tribune, you know. And, uh, you know, he, I like what he said, like on the show, he's a really big shoe. <laughs> a lot of people remember him that, you know, or his stone face, you know, he was like, uh, he barely smiled all the time when he hosted, you know, but I, I remember when I was little, I used to see him like that. So, uh, yeah, so he was, uh, uh, I think I've seen him crack a smile once in a while like that. So anyway, uh, he's, yeah, he, 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 he start he hosted the show all the way from the beginning to the end. And, uh, then, uh, he, uh, then he passed away on, uh, let's see. So I'm trying to find, yeah, he died on October 13, 1974. So that's a shame with that. And uh, so a lot of people still have memories of watching that show. You know, uh, not me. Of, uh, I do, but I, I'm talking about my parent, people in my parents' age, you know, or my grandparents, you know, that it, from that era like that. And they would tell you, yeah, I used to watch this show. I don't know if young people would remember them. I doubt it. But I, I, it does, they do show this show on reruns and on MTV occasionally. Well, you could buy uh, his shows on DVD. It could be on streaming. You know, if you search it, you could. Okay. Right now, I'm going to talk about the uh, the last streetcar in Chicago, and that happened on. Um, I forgot, you know, I forgot the date. It was like uh, June 21st or 1958. I think it was that. Anyway, so um, I want to clear something up because once I posted this uh, the other day, uh, I said, this is the last street car that ran in Chicago. And a lot of people thought it was the, it was like later in the early 70s. Well, it's not true. That's, those are trolley buses. Those and there's a big difference with that. I mean, first it was the first they started as the Chicago Surface Lines, and uh, that was a street railway system in Chicago, and that ran from 1913 to 1947. But before that, they had the first streetcars were run by horse cars, you know, not not regular cars like that, and uh, that was called the Chicago City Railway, and. Uh, then they uh, they got rid of that, and then in the 1880s they substituted cable cars, and then uh, they keep changing the the names and all that. And it was one of the largest uh, cable railway in the system, and that ran from the north side to the west side, and then uh, expanded to the south side, and then sometimes to Indiana. They did that, and then. Uh, so and then it, then they changed into and then it merged everything to uh, to the Chicago Surface Lines, which is the CSL. Maybe they called it that back back then. This started in 1914. Oof. And what's so great about the streetcars was uh, they uh, 
you know, like uh, you would, they would ride like on tracks like that, real smooth. They're kind of fun like that. I don't think you really hear anything. You hear the sparks or something like that. I think that's what the trolley bus is too. The thing is you board on the streetcars, not from the front, you board on the back of the bus, you know, on the side, you know, like that. And then when you want to get off, you get off at the front. I think that's how it is. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, it's not like today when you go on a bus, they have like two ways. You get on, you get on board, and then you, and then the other side you get off like that. It wasn't like that because uh, there were too many people riding it <laughs> like that. Anyway, so uh, I never rode one. You know, I was too, I wasn't born yet. So, and but I got fascinated by this subject of all. The, the routes and the, the models of the cars. There were so many. They look kind of cool like that. And uh, judging for pictures, I have a Facebook page uh, called Vintage Chicago Modes, Modes of Transportation, and that features the streetcars. And I love that. And some of the routes still exist today in Chicago, and now they're bus routes like that. And the CSL uh, ceased operations in 1947, and then it became the CTA, and then they have the buses, you know, like that. I think a lot of people like the streetcars because uh, they're not less noisier and they're smooth like that. Uh, there's still streetcars available elsewhere in the United States. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I think Kenosha has one route, I believe. I don't know. I've never been there. And they, they, you know, they got rid of them, but there's one they saved uh, at the Illinois Rail, Railway Museum in Union, Illinois. It's way out there. I, I intend to go there and see it. I want to see this because it sounds fascinating because I, I love transportation. I love buses, you know, when I was a kid, especially CTA, you know, like the old flexible, the old propane one that made a lot of noise and the green colors. Oh. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh, I won't go into much information about this because uh, this is kind of a broader subject. Someday I will. I will talk about, you know, talk about the history of uh, Chicago service lines. You know, and that'd be kind of cool like that. So I posted uh, a photo of that yesterday. There was a streetcar that headed to Riverview Park, uh, the amusement park that was located on the northwest side. Yeah. So, of course, they, like I said before, they expanded to, you know, they, they had them on the north side, they had them on the south side, and the last one was on June uh, 21st, I believe, 1958, where it was a route, uh, number 22, it was a Clark, uh, the Clark route, and it became Vincennes, I think, and that was, and they show a picture of it, like the last streetcar, and when I, you know, like I said, they said, no, nah, that, that went later. You know, some people said that they got confused. It's not that. It's the the last with trolley buses. This is a streetcar, like that. The trolley buses. I read. I no, not read. Rode. <laughs> uh, maybe once or twice uh, when I I lived on the south side, and my my mom and dad and my family we traveled uh, by buses most of the time. My parents didn't drive. We rode on that one. Was the Fullerton bus? One was the diversity bus. We we went to a Greek festival in Holy Trinity. It was a Greek church. It's on diversity west of uh, Austin. It's not there anymore. They moved to Schiller Park. 
And uh, we wrote that, and uh, it was kind of like the Green Hornet. Like I think all called that the Green Hornet. Some of them were like that. It was nice like that. People have fond memories of that. I'll talk about that someday. You know, the, the trolley buses, too. Okay. So I apologize for that. <laughs> so that's the end of the show. I'll do a quick recap of what I discussed. I talk about the 75th anniversaries of the TV Forecast magazine that was published in Chicago. Also, the, uh, the Ed Sullivan Show, hosted by Ed Sullivan. And also, the 65th anniversary of The Last Streetcar that ran in Chicago. And this program, uh, not yes, this program will be published, you know, the podcast that is, will be push, published later on. It'll be available wherever podcasts are. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Also be published on my YouTube channel, Pan Chicago Stories. Also on my social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter. Please subscribe to all of them, you know, when you have access. And also on my blog, BanishChicagoLand.blog. Okay. So uh, that was fun. So anyway, this is Pete Costanis, your host of Van Chicago and Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I had a good time. Uh, probably do another podcast episode Tuesday. We'll see. Probably. And uh, so I'm just take it easy for this weekend. You know, it's hot today. Just relax, you know. Well, we'll see. All right. So uh, everyone have a great day. Here's uh, here's bye-bye for me, and here's Ray Rayner singing a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>